Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, we're going to get into some possible dangerous subject here, but um, tonight we're going to be full-on uncensored because we're not being filmed. Our guy that films it usually, his wife is giving birth. Her water broke yesterday, so God bless him. Uh, they've got a beautiful baby coming. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but luckily there's only two choices. So let's get here. Let's get into this viruses and germ theory. Okay, and uh, uh, let's let's look at the history of this. Okay, so you might look at um, germs and viruses as dangerous, but no, forty five percent of your DNA is viral. And when we look at this, uh, your viruses are responsible for critical functions in nature, variation and adaptation. Um, 45% of your DNA is viral, okay? You are designed to live here. But remember, if you're in a country that's trying to take over, you need to keep the people under constant fear. So I recommend looking at Aldous Huxley, uh, Brave New World, look at um, 1984, um, and you're going to see that, that the constant abnormal fear keeps people in line. Okay, now viruses are vital for our ecosystem. They're able to move genetic information between hosts. Now, um, the, the greatest, um, one, of the, one of the most brilliant guys, Theobald Smith. Now, he was a pioneer epidemiologist. He lived from 1859 to 1934. Bacteriologist, pathologist, I mean, brilliant guy. He worked out the severity of disease, okay? And this is going to be the virulence or how tough a pathogen is times the number of pathogens times the opening size. And all of that is divided by the resistance of host. Now, what you, um, if you're living in, in the third planet from the sun and watching TV, um, you've known that the last three years of propaganda has been absolutely nothing on vitamins, on minerals, on strengthening your immune system, on helping your body adapt to the planet. It is completely um, illogical, um, fear-based. Like if you're going to provide any kind of therapy, like let's say um, it was not only suggested, it was order that you put coverings on your face. Okay, now this could be a religious practice, which, you know, God bless you if that brings you closer to, you know, your way of God, or, or it could be a religious practice um, bowing to the pharmaceutical industry, which is, that is the new religion. Now, every therapy, with every therapy, there's going to be a risk and benefit. So if you're going to talk about covering your face, um, what's the, the benefit of that? Well, um, you're, you're not going to be spitting on people, and if there's huge dust particles in the air, you're going to be filtering them through. Now, does that help your immune system or weaken it? Well, multiple studies show it weakens it because you're rebreathing in your own air. Depending on what the mask is made of, you're causing a huge amount of damage. And the studies that show that people, even if they are sick, um, they're rebreathing in their own waste. You're creating, it's like a little bacteria hotel and your body is not designed for it. So with any kind of therapy, there's a risk-benefit ratio. Now, even the Lancet, okay, which now they've been taken over, but this is from 1968, they talk about the germ theory. 
the germ theory neglects, um, the germ theory has become a dogma because it neglects the many other host factors that play a part in deciding whether the host germ environment complex lead to an infection. And this is going to be susceptibility, genetic constitution, behavior, and socioeconomic determinants. So if you're stressed, okay, if you have a shitty lifestyle, okay, you're going to have abnormal tissue. And this is huge. Um, so if you can look back at the last three years of incredibly intense propaganda, you're going to see that there was almost no narrative to any alternative other than the pharmaceuticals. So, and I'm talking like vitamin C, vitamin D, um, exercise, healthy diet, connection with others. No, it was fear, fear, fear. And obviously, um, if, if you want to induce fear, not give people assurance that not everybody is susceptible, okay, that things that you can do for health and what was done. I mean, they closed churches, but they left Costco open. Uh, you know, none of these things make sense. Uh, so if it doesn't make sense, you have to look at other agendas that they may be looking for. Like um, if, if you're, say, over 40, what do you call the time before Christ? You call it B.C. And you would say, well, yeah, that's, that's um, before Christ. And then A.D. is after that, and this is how we build our modern calendar. Well, they changed that. It's no longer before Christ. It's now B.C.E. It's called before the common era. So there are little things that are changing. Like global warming is no longer global warming because some people are having bigger winters. Um, and why? Now they call it climate change. Okay, So there's a lot of little subtleties that are going through. Um, difference of opinion uh, is called misinformation. Well, look at this. The real scientist and real science is always changing. Rudolf Virchow, now a reputed uh, father of the germ theory. I mean, brilliant guy, you know, looking and discovering and everything. Um, quote, if I could live my life over again, I would devote it to proving that germs seek their natural habitat, disease tissue, rather than being cause of the disease. Um, and <laughs> flies don't cause garbage. Um, it's, it's interesting. The International Journal of Vaccines and Vaccinations, um, the title of this article is Who Had Their Finger on the Magic of Life, Antoine Beauchamp or Louis Pasteur? And uh, it's, it's interesting because Beauchamp was not a germ theorist. He felt that the terrain or the health of the body was important. And you can just say, well, yeah, that makes a hell of a lot of sense that anything you do that strengthens your immune system and anything that you do that helps your body adapt is going to be good. Anything you do that weakens your immune system or weakens your body's adaptability is bad. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I know it's like basic common sense, but figure in the old days, okay, and I'm talking 1918, they did a study, and they took 100 healthy Navy guys. And these were, you know, you're talking 1918. So uh, they're, they're super healthy. They've been, um, you know, they eat nothing but organic, everything. Well, what happened to them? They took 100 healthy Navy guys, 
and they went in and they thought they isolated this um, vaccine or bug and it was a pathogen and they felt that they isolated the bacteria that was causing the disease in 1918, the, the great flu epidemic. And so what they did is they put it in these guys' nose and down their throat, and they inoculated their eye, eyeballs. And not one of the hundred sailors got sick. Then they thought, wait a second. Okay, there's, there's got to be something else. So then they had the people that were really sick, and they had them coughing and coughing and coughing, and they put that mucus in their throat, in their nose, down their eye, in their eyes. And not one of them got sick. And they thought, wait a second. If it's not transferred that way, how, how is it transferred? So they had them go to these sick wards where they had all these people piled up, and they had them talk to them close, close quarters. They had the people that were sick cough in their face at least 10 times and shake their hands. Not one of them got sick. And one of the quotes was, what we thought we knew about this disease was untrue. So when we look at Virchow saying germs don't cause disease, they seek their natural habitat, that is true. If you want to see someone get infected, you have to make them sick first. Um, and, and the way I describe it to patients is if a leaf falls on the ground, then the parasites, the molds, fungus, yeast, go at that leaf to turn it into soil to help the overall growth. We do live cell analysis, live blood cell analysis on patients, and we'll see, we'll literally see um, these cells that are broken down, their walls are broken down. Now, a lot, all the red blood cells that you have are brand new three times a year. This is how your body is always regenerating. Now, the tough part is when you're, you're breaking down and building up cells, that's called an oxidative stress. Now, if you see a lot of cells in a blood sample that are under a lot of stress, you know physical, chemical, emotional stress, or the body's literally breaking down. So this allows viruses, funguses, molds, and pathogens to take as they have a job. So you never, ever, okay, in, in an, a normal world, where people are not pharmaceutically trained, because you've got to figure our world um, is governed by the pharmaceutical industry. We have the pharmaceutical industry. I think it's like 40% of all the senators and congressmen, their, their campaigns are run by the pharmaceutical industry. They have all the contributions. So they're running the government. They're running the schools. They're donating all the money to the schools. They're doing the education. So the doctors that could be independent, that could be um, treating each person on an individual basis, looking for the best therapies for them. But that's not efficient. So they have cookie-cutter medical doctors that are just coming in and saying, okay, you have this disease, you get these drugs. We're in a pharmaceutical-based industry, and all they do is provide a chemical to alter your physiology. And this is huge. So, you know, you really have to um, take a secondary look at what's actually happening. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, just a, a little, uh, little different view. Because, you know, if you went to a doctor with a headache, let's say, let's say you go there with a headache, and um, knowing that 97% of all headaches come from the neck, 
this doctor may suggest uh, drinking water, taking vitamin C, and going to see um, a healthcare professional like a chiropractor to get that neck corrected. Or they're going to send you off for an MRI and CT scan based on on what what your insurance is going to cover. So they make a commission off of that, knowing that one-tenth of one percent of headaches come from the a tumor or some abnormal growth, so they're going to rule that out, even though 99% of the time it's not. Um, then they're going to give you a toxic chemical, such as a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, like Advil, Motrin, or Aleve. And so they're giving you a chemical that damages the kidneys, um, increases heart attack risk, destroys the building block of cartilage, and this is the, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, Advil, Motrin, and Aleve. And, and that's to to solve a headache? Can you, can you see how insane this is? Okay, so, so now um, when we get, get back to the germ theory, uh, it's just as insane. 45% of your DNA is germs. Or you, you, are, you have 70 trillion cells. You have um, 700 trillion bacteria. And this is in your eyes, on your skin, in your intestinal tract. Without these bacteria, you would die. Okay? It's a symbiotic relationship. They're, they're, they're the, the flora in your gut. They're the flora on your skin. And you have 10 times the bacteria of viruses. So you are designed to live here. So if you're driving around in your car alone, wearing a mask, please, please get educated because that is weakening your immune system and keeping you in a chronic state of fear. If you're choosing to get an injection that doesn't prevent infection, doesn't prevent transmission, I encourage you to look at the research. Okay, um, Frontiers, um, uh, and this is a great article uh, in Frontiers in, in Medicine, um, and the title of the article is Body Localization of ACE2, on the trail of keyhole of SARS-2-CoV. And they talk about the spike proteins that are produced by the shot and how these can have an inflammatory response. Um, there's a lot of different um, uh, articles out. Uh, one of them is uh, the National Institute of Health. And, and it, again, this is the NIH.gov, gov, and this is a, governor, a, a government-sponsored um, site. The title of the article is SARS-CoV-2 Spike Proteins Elicit Cell Signaling in Host Human Cells, Implications for Possible Consequences of COVID-19 Vaccines. Now, I recommend you look that article up I can't post it. I can't post it on Facebook or anything, even though it's a government site. Um, but if you have gotten a shot, there can be some negative effects of it. And uh, so just know that when we're talking about germs and viruses, uh, it, understand this is part of you. They're not going to cause a problem unless there's dead tissue. So just think of that analogy of a leaf falling on a tree. When the leaf's on the tree, no one's going to go after it. Okay, when it's on the ground, its, its entire cellular structure begins to break down, and this allows molds, funguses, and yeast to attack it. So 
these viruses, funguses, pathogens, parasites, whatever you want to call them, have a job to do. So the stronger and healthier your cells, the more resistant you are. You don't need to be afraid of a germ, virus, or fungus, or bacteria. So what kind of things strengthen your immune system? Um, the things that strengthen your immune system is healthy stress. I know you think stress is bad. No, man, without stress, you die. So this is healthy physical stress, healthy chemical stress, and healthy emotional stress. So if you are always um, avoiding physical activity, your body's going to break down. If you're avoiding um, and you get poor sleep patterns, that's an unhealthy chemical stressor. You get good sleep patterns, that's a healthy chemical stressor. And then look at medications. Every medication out there um, decreases mitochondrial activity. Okay, I should say nearly every medication because I haven't checked every medication. It just happens that every cholesterol-lowering drug, blood pressure, steroids, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, um, antidepressants, antacids, all negatively affect the powerhouse of the cells called mitochondria. So if you affect the powerhouse of the cells, you're going to affect how the cells function. So the things that weaken your immune system are unhealthy stress responses, um, medications, and this is every medication. So if you're taking a medication, find out why. Because this culture of giving you a toxic chemical to alter your physiology is insane. It's insane. If you're not addressing the underlying cause, and I've had several of our female patients come in and they say, well, my doctor wants to put me on cholesterol drugs. Okay, now cholesterol is the precursor to every hormone you make. It doesn't clog the arteries. It's 50% of your overall weight of the brain. Um, there's multiple journal articles that talk about how cholesterol-lowering drugs increase heart failure and hardening of the arteries. Um, so why are you taking this? And it doesn't, cholesterol doesn't clog arteries because it's the protocol that he was taught in the pharmaceutically funded school, the pharmaceutically funded education, the pharmaceutically funded hospitals, and the standards of care. If he doesn't prescribe that, okay, then he could lose his position for not practicing the standards of care. What are standards of care? Um, it's a way to limit creativity, innovation, but if your product is completely toxic and you give somebody, say, that cholesterol-lowering drug and they develop cancer or hardening of the arteries or heart failure, um, they can't sue you because you're doing the standards of care. It's that sick and that insane. What other things weaken your immune system? Nutrient deficiencies. And this means that if you're in a chronic state of stress, you have less blood supply going to the gut. And this means that um, you're not going to be absorbing minerals. You're going to have uh, low fat absorption. You're going to not be getting the bioflavonoids, the fibers, the phytonutrients. There's a lot of things you're not going to be getting if you're in a stressed state. Like, just think if I'm giving you a beautiful plate of fats and fruits and fibers, and, and it's fantastic, grown out of your own yard, but I'm standing on your feet while you're eating it, you're not going to get the absorption. An active lifestyle increases your immune system. A sedentary lifestyle decreases your immune system. I, and I know what you're thinking. Well, wasn't the first, one of the first actions 
that are insane medical system did is they shut down the gyms. Yes, that's insane. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it, it's it's literally they are either ignorant or evil, and ignorant is our best chance. If they're completely ignorant that an active lifestyle strengthens your immune system, they wouldn't be arresting lone paddle boarders in the surf. Honest to goodness, that happened. And yes, our insane um, governor actually closed the beaches, okay, to protect you from a virus. Even though direct sunlight is loaded with healthy um, bioflavonoid or healthy sunlight exposure that produces vitamin D in your skin, which is great for the immune system. And then the sunlight hits the water and it has ionizing radiation so that it can help. And that's why ocean ocean air has more oxygen than inland air. So instead of promoting going out on the beach and enjoying life, no, they shut it down. And three years of this. So this is insane. Lack of sleep weakens your immune system. Healthy sleep helps your immune system. So, so it's, it seems too simple to take care of yourself. But remember, again, um, if you've heard of super spreader, there is no such thing because that, re- that requires 100% susceptibility. So if one person infects two, that infects four, that infects eight, that infects 16. Okay, and soon the whole world is good. Not only is that impossible, okay, is that viruses are parasites. They actually have to utilize the host RNA or DNA to replicate. Okay, a lot of people say viruses aren't even alive. Okay, they, they have to utilize the host RNA. So then you get into what's called the reproduction rate. And this goes on um, how fast this can, can reproduce and how many people it will go through. So if you have an R factor of like 1 or 1.2, that means this person can infect like two people, okay? That means that, uh, so you have to have sick tissue. You have to have some kind of weakened tissue in order for a virus to grow. Remember, healthy people don't get it. Remember the study from 1918, 100 healthy Navy guys trying to get um, the plague, and they couldn't get it by shoving the mucus in their throat, in their eyes, up their nose, you know. Um, so you have to have a sick, stressed individual, someone with, like, say, a few comorbid conditions, like type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, um, bowel disorders. Okay, so then in our culture, they're taking things that weaken their immune system, like ACE2 inhibitors um, for blood pressure. They're taking some steroids for the inflammatory bowel disease. You know, they're taking metformin, which lowers blood glucose, but insulin remains high. So they're taking a bunch of chemicals to alter their physiology. So we've got very, very sick people there. Beautiful. That person finally primary gets infected. Now this virus has to utilize the host RNA or DNA in order to replicate. Okay, so it's going to change a little bit. And this is called, uh, you know, it's, it's not really a mutation. It's the same virus. But now this person's got to find somebody else who's sick, who has dead tissue. Just think of that leaf on the tree that falls on the ground. And then this sick person has to get transferred, except the virus has already changed a little bit from that first person. Now it's got to use the second person's RNA or DNA to replicate, depending on what, what kind of virus it is. 
Okay, so then this changes too. Now remember, viruses have a job. They have to transfer information. They're transferring data. And this is why, this is how our species has not only survived, we've thrived. Countries that didn't follow along with the program had very little incidence of, of damage. And in fact, if you look at the death rates in 2020, there was no increase in deaths. Um, there was no worldwide pandemic. Uh, but following the medical interventions and what else is going on with the rest of the world, countries that didn't follow along with that program made out just fine. But the ones that were on lockdown and everything else, um, all these social interventions that are designed to promote stress, weaken the immune system, um, and promote authoritarianism, um, those countries didn't make out really well. So what's the lesson of the story? Um, do everything you can to strengthen your immune system and as little as possible to weaken your immune system. So look at healthy stress, physical, chemical, emotional stress, and look at unhealthy stress. So if you're diagnosed with high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, elevations in cholesterol, um, all of those are not diseases. Those are response to stressors. If you have any type of symptom in your body, like back pain, neck pain, um, bowel disorders, anxiety, that is not meaning that you need more medications or that it's a medication deficiency syndrome. Your body is intelligent. It gives symptoms for a reason. So if you're in a culture that gives a poisonous chemical to alter your physiology, rethink that because there's ways that you can take care of yourself um, like symmetrical movement. There's ways to reprogram the brain. If you're talking anxiety, stress, and depression, there's ways to change the gut-brain connection, the enteric brain. Take actions that help your body respond to those stressors. If you have high blood pressure, diaphragmatic breathe 10 minutes. Maybe your blood's not efficient at holding oxygen. Maybe there's a chronic digestive issue that's, that's affecting how efficient your blood holds oxygen. But find out what the problem is. <clears throat> if you just have a doctor that's not going to look at the cause of high blood pressure or the efficiency of the blood, fire him. Okay, if he's going to suggest a beta blocker or a diuretic to lower your blood pressure, even though those, the, that, the diuretic does damage to the kidneys and can predispose you to getting cardiac arrhythmias, that's why they give you omega potassium with it, or it can predispose you to dialysis because of the kidney damage, you don't accept it. Find another doctor that's going to look at your physical, chemical, emotional stress. Have the doctor do an objective analysis of either nerve scans or something else. Have him do what, what therapies that he thinks are appropriate. But by gosh, have them do a second test and scan to see that they've actually fixed the problem. That way, you're actually correcting the problem. I mean, that makes, makes a hell of a lot of sense to listen to your body, that your body is made in the image and likeness of God. It's intelligent. You're designed to live here, and you're not designed to live here with any specialized equipment. Um, although, you know, in most of the world, people are walking around breathing fresh air, but we still have people that have succumbed to the propaganda that are still masking up and 
social distancing and putting Purell, which has got cancer-causing agents in it, all over their hands and sanitizing everything. I understand that you've you've been um, you know inundated with propaganda, but look in the mirror. You're built by God. You're made in the image and likeness of God. If you don't understand that, you're more energy than matter. You've got this life spark, this eternal soul about you. And for 10,000 generations that preceded you here, they all experience this. Um, you're talking multiple infections and plagues and everything. If you're from Northern Europe, your relatives survived the Black Plague. I mean, this is huge. You have such a beautiful, amazing genetic memory in your system that all you've got to do is allow this genetic memory to, to be expressed and you express health. Like if you were to get a cold, you want to produce a fever. You want to get mucus. You want to have diarrhea. Why? Because the cure for the common cold is actually your response to that cold. Okay? So, so just take your time. Don't succumb to the propaganda. Succumb to the realization and beauty of who you are. You're made in the image like this of God. You're designed to live here. This is Dr. John Bergman, your voice of reason. And please, when you walk by a mirror, look at your reflection and smile. Um, because I got to tell you, you, you are amazing. God bless you, and I love you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.